Welcome back to the On Business Podcast. With tons of experience in different industries in Canada and the United States, Danielle and Brandon give you real talk, no-nonsense expert advice about running and owning successful companies. Here's your host, Danielle Jenkins and Brandon White. Hey, Danielle, what's happening? Hey, Brandon. Um, I am currently living out of a bag. And as you can see, my office, for those who are watching us on YouTube um, or video footage, uh, my house is pretty much empty, except for my computer setup here and the clothes I have in my duffel bag. How's your week well, I think going? that's liberating. <laughs> well, because you think? You can, I'm stressed. You realize that you can live out of, you have all this stuff in your house but you're actually surviving fine. You might not like it as much, but you're actually surviving completely fine. You're living every day. You have clothes to wear. And I don't know, for me, it was always, when we go in our RV, I always ask myself like, what in God's name do we need all that stuff in the house for? I get it. I I completely understand where you're coming from, but I don't like coming into my office and not seeing my nice things on the walls. And I feel like, Everything is just even more cluttered because everything's just in its weird places and in boxes. And I'm wearing a red shirt. No, I said that. Ever seen me wear a red shirt? I just pulled this out of a box to throw on for this. I said that one before we got on. I said, "Why do you have a red shirt on?" Danielle always wears black. Uh, It looks like you have a black strap on your bra, so maybe that counts. (laughs) Maybe I do. Maybe that counts. But I do have. A few pieces of news before we get started on talking about branding and our tips on branding, which is one, we're only one week launched into on business and we're already broken into the top 30 in business, which is pretty exciting. And a lot of that is because of your promotion. So thanks for doing that hard work. Thanks, Brandon. And that actually ties into our topic today. Well, I have one other thing before we get into branding. Because I've been branding. So I discovered, and I'm still sweating because of it, which is going to sound crazy to listeners and you, but I've found a way to relieve an enormous amount of tension in your body, which then releases stress like crazy. And it's not just about stress. Even if you're not stressed, it's going to relax you. And it is taking your foot for about four or five minutes and rubbing it across a tennis ball. And you work the tennis ball in the front, middle, and back on your heel. And it literally relieves tension all the way up your back. I was just doing it before we came. I've been doing it the last few nights. And I did it before we jumped on here. And it was like I started to sweat because, and you're not doing anything. You're just rubbing your foot along that tennis ball and my back cracked, which last night I couldn't crack it as well as I don't, I rode 35 miles yesterday. So that's my tip. All you have to do is have a tennis ball. I will say this because I know listeners have dogs. Do not give your dogs, do not give your dogs tennis balls. (laughs) And the reason is, believe it or not, it wears down their teeth. And it's a big, big deal that people don't realize. You see all these people throwing tennis balls for their dogs And it's terrible for them because the dirt gets into the tennis ball and it grinds on their teeth and you'll see them always bite that. So I'm just warning everybody, better off if that's an issue and you think your dog's going to get it, then get a lacrosse ball or some hard rubber ball. But yeah, it has made 
a world of difference. I'm actually shocked right now sitting here. It's not, for listeners who don't know, I live in Half Moon Bay. It is, if it's 69 degrees Fahrenheit, which I forget what that is, Celsius, not a lot, then that's hot. And uh, it is cool here this morning and I'm still sweating. So get yourself a tennis ball or hard rubber ball. Just do that before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning. And it's really incredible. I actually didn't believe it when I read it, but um, that's a, that's a that's hot a tip. tip. Yeah, you should I'm gonna try, try you it. it right now. So I let's do. talk about branding and three tips that each of us have for branding, why it's so important, which I think, I think people don't, everybody talks about it. They like the topic, but they actually don't do the hard work, I'll say, to do it right. And when you do it right, it works. So you go first today. Sure. Yeah. So um, this is a great topic. And just like you said, everybody talks about it, but nobody really hones in on, I guess the importance of it would be the best or I mean, everybody knows why they should brand, but I don't, I don't really know the best way to explain it. But I was thinking about everything that we've done over the last six plus years, uh, with the company and everything that I've done personally and within the company to grow to where we are today for branding. Because one thing that we are very well known for is our branding. And. I was thinking about everything and I probably have about 50 tips and we can talk about this on another one, but I really wanted to hone in on the top three. And my number one is keep it consistent. Um, this can go so far, so deep, but the reason keeping it consistent is so important. For example, I have friends who are real estate agents and in the last year, one of them have rebranded like three or four times different people on their team, different colors, different name of the team because they thought it sounded better. And they're a great real estate agent. But anybody who doesn't know them personally, seeing that change all the time, it looks unprofessional and it looks like you don't know what you're doing um, just as an outsider looking in. And or it sounds, it looks like you're maybe skipping brokerages or changing just, it doesn't look professional in my opinion. And many other people have said the same. Obviously, if there's something major, a legal battle, um, you know, you've been bought out of your company, something like that, obviously you're going to have to rebrand, but you want to keep your branding consistent. And another point that I have with that is, for example, our company is Domestic Divas Cleaning Co. Our colors are pink and white and black. Um, very feminine, very chic. Th- that is what I started with when it was just four or five of us women cleaning homes. You know, this was five, six years ago. Did I ever think we were going to be a multi-million dollar company with men in the commercial industry as well? Um, or sorry, the commercial sector as well. No, I didn't think any of that. So as our company started growing, people would tag us on Instagram just because they see something that says diva on it, or just because it has something that is sparkly because our company, um, products and services is all about sparkle. You know, the sparkle satisfaction guarantee that we guarantee our clients, all of these things that we do, everybody, knows that that's our company. So when we started hiring men and when we started going into the commercial sector, I would think to myself, yes, we have a great reputation and a great brand and a great name 
in the residential space, do I think it's professional to have Domestic Divas Cleaning Co. in the commercial sector? And are men going to want to join our company with a name like that? So it was a battle for a long time. And I was actually going to change it. I was going to create another company like Jenkins Cleaning Group or whatever I thought of just so it was just kind of neutral across the board for any kind of cleaning, any kind of sector, any kind of gender. The amount of people that I spoke to, close friends of mine, and even clients who I've built a a strong relationship with, they all said not to change it. And I am so thankful that I didn't because now we have you know eight plus men that work for us who love it. They don't care what the name is. They know we have a strong reputation. They're proud to work for the company because we have a strong reputation and they think it's cute. They they work for Domestic Divas Cleaning Co. Not one has ever changed um, or said anything. Not one has ever been like, oh, I'm not working there because of the name. Again, it's what we've built because of our branding. So it's really, really important to keep it consistent um, even though there could be a few little things that you'd be worried about, I'm so glad I kept it and ch- didn't change it based on those little things. Obviously, you can be better prepared and think long term for your company growth on the fact that you may have different genders, may have different sectors. I obviously wasn't. That was a mistake way back. But I really don't even consider it a mistake because now we have this great brand that everybody knows um, has male and female staff members in commercial and residential sectors, and nobody bats an eye at the the name or the colors. Even our office, it's you know white and black and pink, and everybody loves it. We have our meetings there, and people think it's great because everything's consistent. Um, and I can go into that even probably more. I know we want to kind of bang out these tips for everybody, but even down to your color scheme. Um, you know, you, and we talk about this all the time, our brand boards and stuff, even for the podcast, we want to ensure that everything that you send to your clients is the same colors, the same font, the same logo, um, the same slogan, all of those things that seem so minor people remember, people know our colors are pink, black, and white. And our logo is this. We have one version of our logo and it doesn't change. Um, so it's very important for all of those things to be consistent. Um, I'll go into my next one now. (laughs) Um, number two with being consistent, pushing your logo and your brand everywhere is so important as well. Um, when I say this and we laughed about this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about putting our logo on all of those quirky little things for marketing. Um, I'm not saying that I'm saying push it everywhere. For example, when you're sending an invoice to a client, make sure you have your logo and your colors. Um, when you are at an event, wear a shirt that has the same logo and colors. Again, it's being consistent, but pushing it everywhere, having it on your uniform is very important. Having it on your vehicles is important. If you have a fleet, um, your invoicing, even down to our client communications, um, has our logo, has our, you know, we call all of our staff divas. We again, have that sparkle satisfaction guarantee thing. We're pushing it in every any possible avenue we possibly can. So people basically hear diva, sparkle, pink, cleaning. Those are the four kind of words that associate with our brand because we push it everywhere. 
obviously if there's going to be an event and again if anybody heard our last episode in regards to i think we were talking about um putting our logo on all of those things at golf tournaments and things make sure that you're doing it in a way that people aren't just going to toss those things so don't waste your time on again those silly coffee mugs or those notebooks that have the logos on it but do something that you can still have it on everything and anywhere that people are actually going to use. I think I used the example that we did cupcakes one time. Our logo was on the box. People took pictures of them. So again, it's everywhere. Try to get your logo on and your brand on everything and anything and keeping it consistent. So those kind of tie in together. Um, my third one, very important. And this is, again, something that I have learned over time and I'm sure everybody does. Make sure your branding though doesn't have to be expensive, looks expensive. When I say that, um, again, keeping it consistent and keeping it everywhere, again, these all tie in together. But if you cannot afford to wrap every single one of your company vehicles in a nice logo wrap in every one of your fleets, do not duct tape a business card to your back window do not put a fridge magnet on your door. And I'm not being harsh when I say this, but it looks cheap and it looks tacky. People will then associate you with, oh, you can't, your company cannot afford maybe to do something better. And though you may not be able to, because we're all business owners and I can't, I'm not going to wrap every single one of my vehicles. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, But I also don't put our logo on a fridge magnet and put it on the car doors. I think that a lot of people perceive that as very cheap and kind of lazy. So there's little things that though you may want to put your logo on everything, you do have to think, is it worth it for what the what people may perceive me as? Again, we're a luxury commercial and residential cleaning company. So for us to do things that look cheap and very inexpensive and quote unquote tacky, it's not going to help our reputation that we have. Um, you know, I, even down to uniform shirts, if you, you know, yes, having your brand on everything, don't have mixed matched shirts that you have just put a sticker on it with your logo. Spend a little bit more money. It doesn't have to be expensive. Our shirts are only about $18 a piece. We get them done in bulk um, and they all look the same. They're all black, um, really nice Under Armour material with our logo on the chest. Every single one wears them. Women wear V-necks, guys wear crewnecks. Uh, again, we keep it consistent. Our logo is there, but it doesn't look cheap. So really just think of elevating those things when I say make it look expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive, but make it look better than just like you just stuck it together because people are going to perceive that right away. And though it may be wrong because you're trying and you're hustling and you're trying to grow your company, judgment, unfortunately, is something that our world has. And first impressions really count. And people are going to look at that and go, uh, you know, are they really who they say they are because they have a fridge magnet stuck to their car door promoting their company or a sticky note instead of a business card, things like that. So those are really basic tips for anybody just starting out. But even people who have their current brand and have been doing it for five, six years, like myself, I still think of all these things on a regular basis. Like, how can we incorporate our logo in a professional, sophisticated way that doesn't look tacky or cheap? Um, and I think of all three tips when I am doing any kind of branding. So again, keeping it consistent, 
having it everywhere and keeping it professional, classy, and not trashy. I think that was excellent. Is that a slogan? Keep it classy, not trashy. I, I, <laughs> yes. For any women listening, that's a very good slogan for your life. The, the, <laughs> or men. I, I was thinking about the magnets. And I sort of they never really thought it that way. But I, I was actually thinking about putting a magnet on my car so that people could know about the podcast, but it won't stick to the Tesla. But I guess for people who are just starting, do you think that driving awareness, like what, what, so let's just rewind here. How long you, when did you start four years ago, five years ago? Yeah, it'll it'll be six years So let's just rewind six years ago when you were putting, you printed your first pamphlets to advertise domestic divas. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're starting out, don't do you think that you can get away with doing that? Like, would you have put, I'm guessing you would have put magnets on your car back then because you advertised with a paper flyer. Right. And, and that's a great point. Yes, I would have because I did the paper flyers. But now I think to myself, I would never do paper flyers now. Well, so, not now, not now though, but I'm just, out, for those listening, if there's people who's listening who are just starting, it can't be unworkable because that they're in a catch 22. I, I mean, I, I'm back, we're back to zero with the software company that we're building. It, we mm-hmm. don't have all that money. So would you do that? And I think I would say you can do that, but as you build your brand and you get to a point where you want to be, if that matches your brand, that's fine because there's a trade-off between if nobody knows you, it just won't matter. But I don't disagree with you. You, you could That's very you can true. do stickers on the window as well, which can not be a wrap, but they can do stickers on the window, much like buses where you can see it on the outside, but you can still see from the inside. I just wanted to bring that up because I don't want listeners who are just in their early stages to think, well, this is just unworkable and not doable because I think the trade-off can be good. And those magnets, I'm sticking to magnets because I want one of those magnets from the car because I was driving back and forth on Route 5 between LA and here a lot. And there's so many people that, what's the trade-off? So I, I think that your point is well made. As you evolve your brand and you do get money, you're going to need to be st- strict is the takeaway. And it's you, you can com- make compromises. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that was the only thing, but I think mine are going to overlap a little with yours, but maybe not completely. So number one, which is basically what you said with number one, but I'm going to go add a few things, which is your brand brief. Not only do you have to know your colors, but you actually have to build a brand guide or brand brief. And almost no one that I know in the SMB if I say, give me your brand brief or your brand guide, in general, I would say that maybe half have it, maybe. And when I say that, Danielle, I mean, send me the PDF right now. Yeah, of Of the the brand brand board. board. And most people can't do that. They'll say, Mm -hmm. my color is this or my color is that. So I'm encouraging everyone here, and I've been meaning to do this for people, and 
try to put this on the list so that we can have a download for listeners at some point. But I'm looking at our brand board for the uh, Edge podcast, which wasn't called that, which I'll talk about in a second. And it has everything here. It has the exact versions of the logo that can appear. No other versions can appear. And when you do that, you've got to make a white background. You need to make a dark background. You need to think about for your brand where it's going to appear. I'm going to say this quickly as it relates to your logo. You need to think about how that can be embroidered. And my brother and I made a mistake with a clothing company we had. We didn't make a mistake. We actually got advice from a really smart person, Brian Leggett, who started a company called 180s a long time ago in Baltimore, which Baltimore, Maryland, which was the one-piece earmuff. And Brian is just incredible at, at brand. And he said, we have a striped bass. And he's like, you'll never embroider that right. And we're like, what? He's like, think about that on clothing, which you do need to think about what it's going to look like on clothing. You really need outlines because outlines are easier to embroider and they're also easier if you're going to put an ad somewhere. If you have five colors in your ad, you're going to pay more and there's all these bleed things. So something to think about there. The other thing in here is colors. And when I say colors, I mean the hex codes so that you know mm-hmm. exactly what hex code. We have four colors uh, and two for advertising, literally. And those are the only cars and they need to be complimentary. You did this for our podcast here on business and they, you can't, you can't deviate from those. There's no compromise and that'll make you mm-hmm. look really good. And then I'll just go and it tells you what fonts we use. People make mistakes with this all the time. They say, oh, well, I'll use this font here and that font. No, you specify what font you will use all the way down to what font you will use in letters to customers or on your website. Mm-hmm. Fonts matter. People don't realize that. It was a difference for me between a very successful redesign of a site I did once and a terrible one. And I didn't change anything other than the font. And it went from, we hate the new design, which was an enormously different, we did a facelift and a new interface. And then I changed the font and everybody liked it all of a sudden. So don't underestimate the power of fonts. And then even rules in the verbiage. So do's, you can have a casual tone, layman voice. That's that's that brand. Don'ts, no absolutes like you will or uh, things like that. Mainly because in that brand, there we sometimes make claims. And if you make claims, you better be able to back up claims. I would say that with any brand. And then uh, images that express our vision. So we even have images that can be used in an image library. And I know this can sound daunting to people listening, but this will make you, even in your early stages, like you said, Danielle, look professional and look bigger than you actually are. And it just adds up. So, and then we have all the links and only these links are allowed to be used. Someone will say, well, we stood up this, Mm -hmm. this page. Well, if it doesn't make it to your brand guide, you don't put it there because it needs to go through those wickets. So, Building a brand guide is an actual piece of paper and it takes, it actually takes a while. That's my first one. Build a brand brief. You know, and I I don't mean to interrupt Brandon. Sorry. What I, what we can do um, for anybody listening, we can always put maybe like a, an example of yours and my 
companies brand briefs so like and put them on our website so people can That's see them idea. for their own yeah and i i think i can get a template made of this well maybe this week and we'll we'll put it for those listening at some point we will get this so that not only do you see examples but you also could download a template to at least fill it in so that you know uh, you don't have to actually design the brand brief which is a whole thing into itself number two <laughs> is you absolutely have to have your elevator pitch down. Like there's no, no compromise. Elevator pitch takes a long time. You will not get it right in the beginning. It takes rework and rework and rework and rework, but it is the difference between being concise and having people understand you. It's the radio. Oh, that's, I'm going to, talk about the radio test in a second, but basically you got to be able to say an elevator pitch. People say, well, it's a time of elevator. It's a minute. It's really not. It's really like 15 seconds. Uh, file finder is an example software company we're building. We help you find files that you know you have in your email, but you can't find faster. It's that simple. Do you know mm-hmm. yours off the top of your head? We will clean your house so you don't have to. So, but that, but this is, I'm not picking on you, but that's an example of you have a very successful company, multi-million dollar company, and the elevator pitch still isn't there. And that's not uncommon. But if you can have that elevator pitch, which builds onto my third main tip, everybody in your company should be able to explain and pitch your company. And if you have a brand brief and your elevator pitch, you can, everyone in your company can do this. There was a gentleman, and before we jumped on here, I can't remember, I had got to know know him back in the days, I think when I was a VC, and he built one of the largest resume sites like Monster. It wasn't Monster. I want to say it started with R, but I can't, can't remember, but it was a big one. It'll come to me, uh, hot something maybe. But his point that he made and he emphasized and he spent a long time on it. And first I was like, man, like you're spending a lot of time on this, but it made all the difference. It also, he also sold his company for a few hundred million was because anyone in the office could answer the phone and talk about their company and give the pitch. And in, I'm, I'm, I'm using file finder as an example because we have engineers. It, our company is really nothing other than engineers and me who's like a half engineer at best so so <laughs> but the point is is that you can take technical people who aren't good at quote unquote pitching or sales and marketing or customer facing and with your elevator pitch they can give it they look smart not that they're not smart they look smart as it relates to the company being well rounded so the elevator pitch and I do have a template, which by the time we, I'll see if I can get also, and I'll put it up. We'll put all this for people listening in the show notes or the description on show notes on the podcast, description on YouTube, and so that people can have it. But you you absolutely have to have your elevator pitch down. It takes a lot of work to make something that simple and short. I'll tell you the one that I gave just a second ago took probably two and a half years 
And I know that you're like, well, how are you going to do that when you get your company? Well, you're going to, you're going to do one, you're going to use ones that aren't quite as good is what's going to happen. But you're eventually mm-hmm. going to get one if you work hard at it. And once you have that elevator pitch, man, everybody in your company, you just made a sales and market or marketing and probably marketing person sales. I don't know if they could close it, but they can at least talk about it. And the other thing, uh, one last thing I want to comment on what you said around changing your name. So I've been in situations where we've changed our name and I will attest that changing your name is extremely hard. Mm-hmm. However, there's a trick that gaming companies use. Gaming companies meaning companies that build video games and phones on uh, games on your phone and things like that. And here's what they do. They name the game something and they release the game Let's say they're trying to release the game in the United States, Canada, North America. They will go to Australia and release the game under a different name. And they will get all the feedback, work out all the kinks, and then they will quote unquote re-release it in North America fixed. And in the beginning stages of your company, if you're just trying to just trying to get started. It's better to get started with something that's crap than not to start at all. And the Edge podcast, which was where you and I originally met and really came from because we spun it out, this podcast into that, it wasn't called that. It was first called Build a Business with Brandon, literally, because I just wanted to get started. In fact, I think that podcast still exists. I left it up and we killed it after eight episodes. But or nine episodes. And the reason is I just wanted to get started and try to figure out what I was going to do back in podcasting. Then it started, then it became uh, Build a Business Success Secrets, which was way too long, but I had had an idea better than the first idea, I thought. And then it eventually became Edge. And it became Edge because this is the radio test, which is a bonus tip for me. If people can't know how to spell your name or find you from listening to a radio spot or a pitch on a pod, uh, you know, insert ad on a podcast these days, then you need to rethink your name because it, it it's too hard. Edge is easy to spell on business. It sounds generic, but anybody that hears us when we're like, oh, well, what podcast are you and Danielle on? We're on business. Oh, okay. They can Google on business, Danielle Jenkins or Danielle and Brandon on business. They can Google that and find us. There's no, well, we spell business with only one S and, you know, or, or, or something crazy. And I know that it's hard for someone listening They're like, oh, well, Brandon, that's easy to say. There's no names left. I get it. But you got to figure that out so that people can find you easily. So that, those are my three tips and bonus. I want I want to add to that, Brandon, um, that one about the name um, and easy to hear on the radio. There's a company up here in Canada, in Toronto, called The Forest. Um, Don't even know what they do, but it drives me nuts every time I hear this on the radio when I'm driving and I hear it. So they they do their thing. They talk about their company and they go, find us online at theforest.com. They have to spell out their email, their website on the radio and he goes so that's www.the4s.com the forest and 
every and like they're a big company but i honestly when i think of the forest i would think f o r i s t.com and they have done it in such a way and i mean maybe it's good and like reverse psychology cuz here i am talking about it and i can remember it but i just think that anybody who just listens to that they're not going to remember that or remember how to spell it unless they're in their car and hear it all the time so that's just something um, to remember also, cause yeah, it's so true. Like if I hear that company again, I don't even know what that company does, but I hear that stupid name and I think, Oh my God, how stupid is it to have that where nobody knows how to spell it unless you tell them how to spell it on air. Well, the other trick I will say this, cause some, cause I think you and I understand it is really hard to find names these days. So the other workaround mm-hmm. and when, so we just launched on business and I don't know if, I don't know if you and I were talking, I felt like Somebody, oh, uh, I was talking to another friend and I was like, hey, search your thing and subscribe. You're not going to be able to get it on the other show. You're going to have to come to On Business now and we're going to release on Tuesdays and so that you can subscribe and they couldn't get On Business. And it's not because, it's not because we're not going to be able to be found. It's because when you're so new, those algorithms aren't picking up what our name. So I was like, just, just search on business Danielle or on business Brandon or Danielle and Brandon and it comes up. So my point is if you do have a wacky spelling, don't try to spell it. Uh, just figure out, just say Google the, is it florist? Like the flower florist? I don't, you know what? I'm going to look them whatever up Whatever it right is, now I'd say because- Google florist Orangeville, Canada. And and then someone can easily remember that because people really do use Google. So if you have a wacky name, there's there are workarounds, but try to have a name that's easy to pronounce. And the other, you know, if you do have a crazy spelling or something, it could be hard to even Google it. Because I don't know about you, Danielle, but most of the time, even for me, who's a tech nerd, I'm not typing the URL into the browser. I'm using Google. I'd be like, Domestic Divas Cleaning Company Canada, and 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 mm-hmm. I put that in Google. And you just need to make sure your site is optimized SEO'd, which is a whole nother podcast, to make sure that you actually do come up with that search. But I think you can press that. The other thing, and I don't want to go off on on a whole fork, which is probably another podcast, is that. Oh, I forgot my my train of thought. Well, you'll have to tune in to another episode for that. The um, <laughs> the I was going to say something about the SEO while you're looking that up. It's you. Uh, what am I, what am I going to say? Well, anyway, for for Google My Business, you need to make sure that your business is in Google My Business because you'll get a ton of traffic from that. And when my other thought comes along, I'll let you know. What do you find? So uh, it's actually a cannabis a store here in Toronto, cannabis, what? like marijuana. So when I listen to the radio, you hear the name, the forest, right? So you can either write it in the forest is like a forest with trees, which is F O R E S T. Obviously nothing comes up. Even when I type in F O R I S T, nothing comes up for it. So literally for this company and 
on the web or on the radio, I would have never known what it was. So I typed it in, as they say on there, the number four, SSS, the letter T. Then it comes up that says the four is, and that's literally their name. For anybody watching, you can see that that's literally what comes up. And they're a cannabis store in Oxbridge, Ontario. Well, why didn't so they say that me, they were a cannabis store in the ad? Oh, they may have, What's but that? I didn't hear it. It's but, a, or like, this I don't is just pay a case study. It's a major problem. Like you, 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 you gotta, yeah. when you, when you pick your name and your name really having a long name, I will tell you is, is just not worth, you, you got to come up with a short name and, but there's a prime example where, I mean, I, 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 I filled in for us while you're talking and I'm looking at the timer for like two minutes. Listeners are probably tired of me talking. The, the, but I'm, you lit, is an average consumer going to spend that much time? No, I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to get frustrated and now your brand is associated with frustration. So I didn't even, mm-hmm. can you advertise cannabis on Canada? Is that a medical? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, Canada or weeds completely legal the here. The whole country. The whole country. You can smoke marijuana well, California whenever. Legal, but it's a state issue right now here in the States, but uh, United States. But anyway, I think going back to branding, pick a name that's decent. I, I, I will tell you from a guy who's changed his name try to get your name right, but it's not the end of the world in the beginning. But once you're down the road, the, oh, the other thing we use ConvertKit and we use it for on business as we're building our email list and ConvertKit is, and I'll put the link for anybody listening who wants an incredible creator email program. I've tried them all, but they tried to change their name. Turns out they changed their name and I forget what they were trying to change their name to and it meant something in a different language that wasn't good. So you also have to think about that because if it means something not favorable, then you could wind up with a bad situation. But I don't know, Danielle, probably naming your company is a whole different is a whole different topic in the podcast. I mean, your name is rather long. And interestingly enough, I find myself sometimes wanting to abbreviate it when I'm putting our shows up. So I'll say domestic divas cleaning or domestic. I find myself saying domestic divas. I'm like, nope, got to put domestic divas cleaning co so that people can find it. It's not that you can't live with that because clearly you have. And having a name that describes what you do is also a good thing because you didn't even know what that Mm -hmm. thing did. I mean, so, right. you know, you do have to have a slogan. I don't know. I've struggled with this for many years. Um, At least try to make it somewhat close to to being not difficult for your clients. Like, And to add to your point about our name, um, when I first started, it was just domestic divas. And I thought, just to your point, nobody knows what the flip that is. So then I created Domestic Divas Cleaning Co. However, a lot of people will, you know, email us, hey, Domestic Divas, because they know what we do now. Uh, All of our branding and our logo and everything has Domestic Divas Cleaning Co. in it. However, people will abbreviate. There was a problem a few years ago where somebody in town started their own one-man show cleaning business or cleaning thing using the Domestic Diva. 
it became a problem because obviously they're now riding on the reputation of our company, but they weren't domestic divas cleaning co. They were just domestic diva. So, you know, we had to obviously write a letter and say, you know, you need to change your name and things like that because everybody associates that with us. Um, so we really are strict about the fact that we are domestic divas cleaning co any kind of sponsorships, any kind of events, anything that we do with the public, we always enforce that it's domestic divas cleaning co don't just call us domestic divas. Don't just call us domestic divas cleaning. It's domestic divas cleaning co. And I'm very, very strict. about Well, that. I think that goes back to the brand brief. You basically in the brand brief have exactly what can appear exactly what you can be called, exact slogans. And I, you know, I'm as guilty as anybody until I really understood how powerful the brand brief is. There was a lot of companies that I tried that I didn't have it. And I'm not saying that that's the reason they failed. The reason that they failed was because those ideas just weren't good. They sucked. Or, or the idea was good, but it couldn't make money. And a lot of the ideas that I've had and I've tried is true. They, they're good ideas, just people won't pay money for them. So um, depending on what your definition of a good idea, that's actually a bad idea, turned into a bad idea and a bad investment. But the I it, it's just a really powerful thing. And brand, just the colors and the fonts showing up in all the same places all the time. People People won't be able to describe why they feel that about your brand. But it's those types of attention to detail that makes the difference. And you, you can't compromise. And I can't tell you how many times, like, oh, I don't want that color. I want this color. But it's not in the brand brief. And I keep this brand, I call it brand brief or brand guide. I keep this thing open on my desktop when at all times. I just, when you were talking earlier, I pulled it over from another screen. And it's here. I, and I usually keep the color thing because I know the font fonts for us or Lato. The other thing is when you pick a font, you need to make sure that the fonts are available on the web. Because if they're a Google mm -hmm. font, and you might say, what like I do, I'm like, oh, I don't really like all those fonts. I, I want an Apple font. Well, Apple fonts aren't, aren't all available across the web. Google fonts are open sourced and available everywhere. So they show up in the browser. So you better figure out a font, because if the font shows up as New Times Roman and your font is Lato or some, mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm trying to think of one that's Proxima Nova, I think is one that's not everywhere. And all of a sudden it shows up as Time New Roman. It just feels different. So brand makes people feel a certain way and that's what you're trying to do. So, um, you're building that trust at the end of the day. And that's what it comes down to, right? That your brand is professional. They can trust you and you're not flimsy and floppy. Yeah. And the, like I said, yeah, I just, these things make a big difference. So in summary, what were your three tips? Uh, keep it consistent, put it everywhere, but keep it looking not cheap or tacky. Make it look better or more expensive than it is. And mine were. Build your brand guide or brand brief, get your elevator pitch down, and make sure that everybody in your company knows your elevator pitch and can answer those questions. Did we leave anything out today? I mean, there's always things we can go 
on about um, that is very helpful for anybody starting or anybody currently struggling with branding. Um, and anybody can feel free to reach out to us um, through our email if they have any questions. Um, but those I think are, are very important ones for anybody, again, even starting out or in their journey um, to remember. I think that's very important. And if you're feeling like just changing a color today, think of these tips because it definitely will be detrimental to your totally brand. Agree. All right. Well, folks, uh, Danielle, have a good rest of your week. This comes out on Tuesday for listeners. So make sure that you've hit subscribe if you're just dropping into this so that you don't miss any episodes. And we're going to drop some bonus episodes from the other show that we're going to have here that were some great discussions. So I don't know what day is. I'm thinking, Danielle, you and I were talking about maybe Thursdays, but listeners hit subscribe and you won't miss any episodes. Have a good week. You too. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone.